The following audio is presented by Grace Church. For more about us, visit discovergrace.com, or you can download our free app by searching Grace Church Orlando on your phone or tablet. Now, we hope you enjoy the message. Well, uh, wow, what a, a powerful story um, to show the power of community and how God can move in the darkest of times. I, I was able to spend some time with Anthony at the men's retreat uh, and just hear a little bit more about that story. And, and it's amazing to see the growth that is occurring in his life and uh, his wife's life and his family's life. Um, but what a representation of meeting people where they are in that. Um, so as we continue today, uh, first of all, I'm Todd Chapman, as Ricky mentioned. Uh, I've been attending Grace, my wife and I and our family has, for uh, almost five years now. It's pretty amazing. Uh, we moved to Florida a little more than five years ago. I took a job opportunity. And we realized now that God was doing something so much bigger at the time than we realized. Uh, you see, at the time we were kind of struggling our faith and, and, and attending regular church uh, back in Denver, where I was from. And when we moved here, it, it was a change for our family. Uh, one, uh, Katie got, went from working all the time to at home. Um, plus, surprise, uh, a week after I found out, or I, I took the job, we found out we were pregnant with our second child. Um, so it, it was, there were some challenges there. We, we didn't have the support of family around us. Um, her, her family's from Washington. I'm from, from Colorado. And, and so we were really in need of a community. And through the power and the glorious nature that is direct mail, uh, which you may have heard a few weeks ago, um, yes, I'm the .001%. Um, so I know there's a couple other, others in this room, too, that responded. Um, but Katie got three, so if the magic number is three if you ever use direct mail. Um, and I said no the first two times, and um, finally she said, no, let's, let's try it out. And so I remember walking into Grace that first Sunday that we launched here, and it just felt like home. And it was the first church experience that Katie, myself, and our family felt like family. And that, that leads us into today's house rule as we continue the series, which is genuine family. Grace frees us from performance and lets us live unafraid. And as we're going through these house rules, I realize that all of them are under the house, which is our church. And so as, we, as we've gone through this series... Uh, I think it highlights under this genuine family that is the church and here at Grace. And reflecting upon our journey uh, over the last five years, it's been special to really highlight as we're going through this series of the different rules that have been used in our life through the people in this room and, and those without. Uh, yeah, Grant, you have impacted me if you're listening to this. Um, uh, but I want to I show some biblical examples of what that looks like. Um, and walk through that together to show what, what does God say about the church, um, and, and how do we represent that to other people, not only in this room, but in our communities. Uh, so we're going to dive into the key passage for today, which is 1 Corinthians 12, 12, and 20. Uh, feel free, there's Bibles on the, the end of the rows. If you don't have a Bible, feel free to take that, by the way, um, and we'll dive in here. So 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 20. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, 
and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that, I would, not make it any le- that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear, sh- ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And as I reflect on this, the first point I want to make today is genuine family belongs together. Genuine family belongs together. As we see here in verses 18 and 19, but as it is, God arranged the members in one body, in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. And, and, and even looking and reflecting upon our, our church experience, but also in God's church, we all have different giftings. We all have different talents and backgrounds and hurts and pains as we're walking into this room and walking out in the world. But we are called to be together. God created us that way, to be in unity, to be one. Um, the, the way I think about that, um, God did use this height. Um, he does use it for these, great, these drapes and, and hanging some curtains. Um, I think my crown in heaven is going to be a golden drape. Um, um, yeah, Mike, I've slacked recently, I know. Um, but, but he also used it for basketball. Um, an amazing way of, of bringing me in it. Uh, I grew up around sports most of my life. My dad was a coach. Uh, and, and that was a big part of growing up. And the way I reflect on this, for me, is in team sports, even though you may have individual talent, even though you may have all the skills in the world, you still need to be cohesive, and you still need to be moving in the same direction for that common cause or common goal. And, and looking back on that, even Michael Jordan, which some might argue, I mean, he didn't need help, um, but I would say he did. Um, LeBron, anybody? Um, <laughs> And so for us to be alone, we weren't meant to be isolated, which I believe is the opposite of family, is being isolated and being alone. I remember when we moved here, um, I took the job. Well, about three or four months in, we went through a merger, and half of our staff at the office were fired. And I'm the new, I'm the new kid on the block, right? And, and so I'm looking around. I mean, this guy's gone. This guy's gone. And I'm just waiting, when's my, when's my number called? And I remember during that time, there were some extreme dark nights and dark moments where I wanted to pull away from the church. I wanted to pull away um, from a lot of people. I mean, even Katie and my kids, I was, I was really shut down um, and, and dealt with that anxiety of what if. I mean, I moved my family across country. Um, I, I was even doubting God, going, Where, you, you, we prayed, we know you sent us here, so what's going on? I remember one Sunday um, when I was in the midst of this, I didn't want to come to church. Heads up, some Sundays I don't want to go to church. Um, <laughs> and I remember, I remember calling a man in this room, a couple men, and one threatened, which is funny, um, he threatened, I know where you live, um, so I will bring you to church today. And I remember arriving, and these men rallied around with me and prayed right over me and were in the midst of my struggle. And what a, what a beautiful sign of we're not meant to be alone, and, and we're, we're doing this together. 
and they meeting me where my burden was. And some of you might be going through that today. Some of you might be going through that today. My encouragement, though, is lean in, press in, and, and, and ask for help. Because we're not meant to be on an island. We're not meant, meant to be isolated. We are meant to be in the body. God created us to be part of his family. So I'm gonna, I want to look at Romans 8, 14, and 17. And I think this highlights it well, that you were called and created to be a part of his family as a believer. You were adopted as a part of his family. So we're going to look at Romans 8, 14, and 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. And in the, in, in the Bible says we were enemies of God. Grant says that a lot of times when we're in communion. At once he looked at us as a stranger and an enemy, but he accepted us as sons and daughters. He could, he could have done it any other way. He didn't need us to be family members. Christ died to justify our sin on the cross. That, was, that sin was paid in full. It was finished. But he goes further. He adopts us as a member of his family. And what a beautiful sign of God's grace in our life. Next point I want to make is genuine family serves sacrificially. Genuine family serves sacrificially. I'm going to highlight that in Mark 10.45. As Jesus says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. What an ultimate sign of sacrifice that Jesus came and showed us how to lay down your life. And he calls us to that. Love one another as I have loved you. John 15, 13, Jesus said, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Ricky, Ricky highlighted this really well with the extraordinary servanthood house rule. And, and as, as I look around and I, I think about the people who serve our church, the worship team, how amazing. I wish I could be up there. I really do. So if you're next to me most Sundays, I'm sorry. If you're next to me, I think I'm, again, I don't know, Edwin McCain, anybody back in the day? Um, yes, I'm a child of the 80s and 90s. Maybe AHA, by the way. Um, but our talents are given and, and, and engaging, right? And so for, for us, use those gifts. We're called to use them. Paul says use those talents. Use them. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's a workout like training, like an athlete. So use those gifts that have been given. And I look around this room. This is a school, right? So this doesn't just happen. Um, Mike and, and our Grace Ops team does an amazing job getting here early. Ricky and the worship team, our Grace kids, they're right now loving on our children, teaching them about Jesus. How special is that? And then people who love them. Um, heads up, I love my kids. I joke. I kind of tolerate other kids. Um, so, I mean, don't judge me. Or if you do, just judge me silently. Uh, as we talk about here at Grace. Um, but, but use those. And another, another sign of those is, um, is radical hospitality, another house rule we talked about. And a reflection of that in my life was when Katie and I, we, we've, we've had multiple kids here. We have four kids now, all under seven. That's why I have to tolerate other kids, because um, <laughs> we barely tolerate ours. Um, 
But, but I remember we also had some, had some dark times there. We, we lost a child uh, when we were here. And, and I remember being in the hospital looking at Katie and um, being paralyzed where I wanted to help her and I wanted to take the pain. And we didn't know where to turn. We didn't know where to go. And people showing up at our house with meals and just being present with no amazing counseling. There's no, these people weren't, again, there to just be with us, but they they were to be with us, not just to give us some, again, psychological therapy at the time. It was just being present. And when we didn't know how to move, we needed to eat. We needed to, to, to move on. We needed people to watch our kids. But on the other side of that, we got to celebrate with our other kids. And they were there to celebrate too. I think this is highlight, highlighted really well in Romans 12, 13, and 15, which says, Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. And this is a key point. Rejoice with those who, who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And I, and I just, as I, as I reflect on those scriptures, that, that was lived out by people in this room. And some I haven't seen in a little while and, and are surprising me today. Um, but meet people where they are. And I think what a, shine, what, a, what a sign of the family and a way to love the people around us and, and extend that family. The next point, genuine family is messy. Genuine family is messy. You hang around long enough here at the church, you will be disappointed. Heads up. <laughs> We're not perfect. Oh, we're far from it. Um, there's going to be conflict, right? Some of my strongest conflicts I've had has been with my brother and my sister. I was a middle child, so I was fighting with everybody all the time. I was 99% I was involved in some way, maybe instigated. The other 1% was probably an instigation. And I remember because we loved each other so much, we also knew how to push each other's buttons really well, right? And, and today we're very close, but it, it, there was a lot of conflict at times. Even as an adult, I'd like to think I've grown up a little bit. Katie may disagree with that. Um, we still have challenges when, at, at times with my family, and, and there's deep hurts and, and conflict. That's going, that could happen here. And maybe you guys are dealing with some of that today. Maybe, maybe there's some family hurts going on in your life. Um, maybe there's some broken relationships that need to be restored. And for one, I, I pray that you guys would, would, would lean into God and ask for, for guidance there. Um, but reach out. Reach out. And the... <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 1.10 says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. So people may be difficult to deal with. We may have hurts. We may have pains. We may go through loss and grief like Anthony and his family. Then don't know where to turn. But lean in. And, and overcome those differences. Christ shows us that. We are unified in Christ. So even though we may come from different backgrounds, we may dress a little different, we may like little things like video games, um, and, and again, not growing up a little bit, where I can be a nerd with that. But it doesn't matter because Christ calls us to unity. Christ calls us to be one within that body. So What? So what do we do now with that, right? And, and looking, at, looking at these scriptures, looking at it, 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 what is there, I think the cure to isolation is to engage with your family, to serve your family, 
and grow your family. Do life together. It, this isn't a one-time, a week thing. And for so long, I remember being in, the, in those seats asking, what can the church give me? What can the church give me? What can, how can the church serve me? It was a very self-focus. And, and funny enough, my growth in the Lord was stagnant at that time. And being here at Grace, I've seen that flip a switch. And someone told me, stop asking what the church can do for you and start asking what you can do for the church. How can you serve? Use the talents that you have. Lean in. Do life together. We see this described very well in the early church in the book of Acts. In Acts 2, uh, 42 to 44, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. I like the beginning of that. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. They talked about the word, but they also, they met. They met. A great way to do that is grace communities here. And during those times, those people that were there for me were in those grace communities. So if you're not in a grace community, get in grace community. I promise it's going to change the way you think about church. It's going to draw you closer to God and get you, get you further closer to God. To the breaking of bread and prayers. Again, meeting outside of church, doing life together. So here's some action steps I encourage you and, 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 and really push you to do. One, show up. Show up. Attend regularly. Start there. If, if this is your first step in a church, welcome for one. Uh, we're glad you're here. But show up. Mike Atkins, uh, the senior pastor of Grace, he says, when you show up, God shows up. When you show up, God shows up. So get here. Be here. Again, join a Grace community. Serve. Serve on a ministry team. If you're not already serving, I encourage you, use your talents. Reach out to somebody. We have people out in the lobby who will be gladly looking to add on the Grace Ops, for example, and hang curtains. If there's any other tall guys in here, um, I'll be looking for you. Uh, but serve. And I'll tell you, you're, you're missing out on a blessing by reaching out and serving others. You're missing out on a, on a true blessing of God. And then invite others. Share this beautiful gift that is God. Share this beautiful gift that is Jesus. I love in, in Anthony in the video that, that Kyle, the, the pastor uh, over in Oviedo, the worship pastor, saw a need in his community, saw his need there. Guys, there's broken people all around us in this area and everywhere that are broken, that need a community, that were designed for a community that don't even know where to turn. They don't know where to go. So what a way to show that and be a light to them in their need. And I, I, it's just an amazing story of Kyle and, and, and Grace. They, didn't, they weren't going to their church. They were just in their neighborhood. And how God used that and honored that to draw Anthony into his family. In, in recapping, one, just reflecting on my walk here in our family's journey, just so thankful for the way that grace is represented biblically 
the way God designed his church to be. And so if you're looking for a home, stay here if you've already found this home. <laughs> but, but dig in, lean in. Uh, I encourage you, take that next step, whatever that is. If it's your first step, or if, if, it's, if it's regularly attending, if it's getting that service, and do it. Let us pray. Well, Father, we just come before you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your church. Lord, thankful that you have called us here today, wherever we are, Lord God, with you. I just pray that you draw your people close to you in this room. Lord, we know that family, it may be messy, Lord. Family may be broken in their past. Maybe their earthly family and the representation of that is, is a lot of hurts and a lot of pain. But Lord, may they draw into you. May they look into you during this time, Heavenly Father. Restore those relationships. Redeem those relationships, Lord God. And Lord, for those who are just looking for a sense of belonging, looking for a sense of community or have nowhere to go, that they have the courage, Lord, to reach out, have the courage to ask for help. And may we step up as a church, Lord, to be there in their greatest need, to see their greatest need, and to continue to move for the mission that is you and draw into that, Lord God. So Father, as, as we go out today, may we represent your church well. May we follow you, lean on you, fix our eyes on you, Jesus, to love other people well, to serve other people well. And by the power of your will, Lord, may we lead those to you where you can change their hearts. So Lord, go before us, empower us, strengthen our church, Lord God, to continue to move for your mission. In Jesus' name. Amen.